0: Welcome to Women's Health, Wisdom, and Wine, a weekly conversation with practitioners, providers, patients, and healers about complex reproductive medicine and women's health challenges, the value of an integrative approach to these challenges, many of the women's health topics you're already thinking about but uncomfortable talking about, and my personal favorite, wine. I'm your host, Dr. Lorena White, an integrative reproductive medicine and women's health provider, licensed acupuncturist, clinical herbalist, and a former labor support doula in the Washington, D.C. metro area. My goal is to bring women's health-specific evidence and expertise to the forefront of daily women's health and wellness news through informative conversations. If you have ideas, questions, and specific topics that you would like us to cover in future podcast episodes, please leave them in the comment section or send us an email at info To learn more about our team's approach to care, visit our website at www.larenawhite.com. As you enjoy the podcast, conversations, and wine time, remember to follow the podcast, leave a five-star rating, and tap on the bell to make sure you never miss an episode. Let us know what is your favorite topic, who has been your favorite guest, and who would you like to hear from on the next pod? Most importantly, share the podcast and your favorite episode with a friend or colleague. Lastly, remember that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute for a bona fide relationship, with a licensed or certified healthcare professional. Almost 50 years ago, the right to abortion was made legal in the case Roe versus Wade. After its overturning, I was often questioned about my thoughts and what to do next. So pro-choice, let's talk about it. Personally, I believe that everyone has the basic human right to decide when and whether to have children. Whether you've decided to have an abortion or not, it all comes down to having a choice, even if that isn't a choice that I personally would make at this point in time in my life. As someone who supports reproductive rights and reproductive justice as a whole concept, I believe it is a human right to maintain personal bodily autonomy, have children, not have children, and parent the children we have in safe and sustainable communities. The bigger fight, however, is not merely about choice, but access and equity. Mainstream movements focus on legalized abortion as an individual choice. And while this is a necessary component, it's not nearly comprehensive enough. Even when legal, many women of color can't afford it and cannot gain access to the nearest clinic. There is no choice where there is no access. Reproductive justice is also not just about abortion, access is critical and medically underserved. Women also need access to contraception, comprehensive sex education, sexually transmitted infection prevention and care, alternative birth options, adequate prenatal pregnancy and postpartum care, domestic violence assistance, adequate wages to support their families, safe homes, and more. So, you see, it's not just about abortion. Rolling back abortion rights is just the start. This jeopardizes marriage equality and any other 14th Amendment protections. This puts contraception at risk and IVF and anything that involves our ability to make decisions for our lives, our health, and our safety. So you see, it's a slippery slope. Next up, like I mentioned before, is contraception, miscegenation, and segregation. All rights we never thought we could possibly lose. So I'm not about murdering babies or pro-murdering babies. I'm pro-Rebecca who found out at her 20-week anatomy scan that the infant she had been so excited to bring into this world had developed without life-sustaining organs, life-sustaining organs. I'm pro-Susan, who was sexually assaulted on her way home from work, only to come to the horrific realization that her assailant planted his seed in her when she got a positive pregnancy test result a month later. I'm pro-Teresa, who hemorrhaged due to a placental abruption, causing her parents, spouse, and children to have to make the impossible decision on whether to save her or her unborn child. I'm pro-baby Kathy, who had her innocence ripped away from her by someone she should have been able to trust, and her 11-year-old body isn't mature enough to bear the consequences of that betrayal. I'm pro-Melissa, who's working two jobs just to make ends meet and has to choose between bringing another child into poverty or feeding the children she already has because her spouse walked out on her. I'm pro-Brittany, Brittany, who realizes that she is in no way financially, emotionally, or physically able to raise a child. I'm pro-Emily, who went through IVF, ending up with six viable implanted eggs requiring selective reduction to ensure the safety of her and a safe number of fetuses. I'm pro-Jessica, Jessica, Jessica, who is finally getting the strength to get away from her physically abusive spouse, only to find out that she is carrying the monster's child. I'm pro-Vanessa, Vanessa- who went into her confirmation appointment after years of trying to conceive, only to hear silence where there should be a heartbeat. I'm pro-Lindsay. Lindsay, Lindsay, who lost her virginity in her sophomore year with a broken condom and now has to choose whether to be a teenage mom or just a teenager. I'm pro-Courtney, who just found out she's already 13 weeks along, but the egg never made it out of her fallopian tube, so either she terminates the pregnancy or risks dying from internal bleeding. You can argue and say that I'm pro-choice all you want, but the truth is, I'm pro-reproductive justice, pro-life, pro-living, pro-women's health. You don't get to pick and choose which scenarios should be accepted. It's not about which stories you don't agree with. It's about fighting for the women in their stories that you do agree with and the choice that was made. Women's rights are meant to protect all women regardless of their situation. So overturning road does not stop abortions. It stops safe abortions and abortion is health care. So we knew it was coming. And so to my response, was I outraged? No. Saddened? Not even. Angry? I used up that emotion a long time ago as far as this is concerned. Disappointed in so many ways. Disappointed in them? No. Because they showed us who they were the first time. Yet we didn't believe them. We sat silently by while they telegraphed a vision of a whitewashed world through their policy creation. Like a well-oiled, coordinated machine, they played a long game of strategic chess while we have collectively rested on our laurels while enjoying the comforts of a safe game of checkers. So maybe it's time to collectively sit in our own shit so we can truly smell the stench of our communal abdication of power. Power that we possess at the ballot box, yet refuse to wield it. As the proverbial chickens have come home to roost, Hopefully, we'll take the time to reevaluate the role we have played, and not merely the overturning of Roe versus Wade, but also the hows of bona fide engagement and the reclamation of power. Decisions about whether to choose adoption, terminate a pregnancy, or continue a pregnancy should not be made by a pregnant should only be made by a pregnant person with the counsel of family, their faith, and their healthcare provider politicians should not be involved so whatever predominant emotion resides in you whether it be sadness worry grief fear or frustration channel it into action reclaim your power at the ballot box the fight is here and the fight is now thanks for joining women's health wisdom and wine we really hope you enjoyed our conversation today Think about one gem you can take away from this episode and apply it to your own life. Also, remember to follow us, review us, and give us five stars. Till we meet again, remember, nourish your flourish.